welcome back to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can also email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. I hope you're all having a great week so far. For those of you who sit pretty at 2-0, Keep your foot on the gas. Always accelerate. Make sure that you are constantly ready to improve your roster to set yourself up for continued success. If you are 1-1, one one, this week, of course, is the swing game for you to take control of your fantasy destiny. Anyone who has started at 0-2, I tell you, don't panic. It's very easy to get frustrated and tilt and do some bonehead moves to your roster, but in reality, you're only two wins away from 500, and it is still a long road ahead. It's a 17-game season. Hopefully, your leagues have uh, made amends for that, and that you have uh, one extra week here in the regular season. And uh, yeah, there's a long way to go here, guys. So today, I'm going to give you a few tips that'll help you right the ship for your team to be successful. And I will also update you on all the injuries. And we'll finish things out with a preview of tonight's game between the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. Before we dive in, I want to remind all of you that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcast Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports.com for all of your coverage on major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, MMA fighting, boxing, and much, much more. Remember, that's www.skullkingsports.com. Now, let's go ahead and get caught up on the injuries first here. Andy Dalton, of course, is out with a knee injury, so it's uh, Justin Fields' time in the Windy City, everybody. Are we all excited? You can probably tell by my voice that I'm not as excited as most people. And quite frankly, there is a lot of hype surrounding Fields. There was at the draft. And while his rushing ability may offer a safe floor, I'd watch and wait before starting him in your lineup unless you are super desperate at quarterback. You need to see what's going to happen here. Matt Nagy is not my favorite coach when it comes to this type of stuff. And I already told you, as far as an NFL quarterback goes, I don't like Fields long-term. I really don't. He has bust written all over him. I know I'm in the minority there, but watch and see. He will be a, uh, in a couple of years, come talk to me on Twitter when he is uh, playing wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Carson Wentz, expected to miss this week's game with an ankle injury. Well, an injury to both ankles, really, but one of which is a high ankle sprain. And this could mean multiple weeks of Jacob Eason, or even maybe somebody worse, leading this offense out there in um, in Indianapolis. You're downgrading most of your Colts. Um, I would say downgrade Jonathan Taylor, but I already had him down at uh, flex, um, running back to low end, running back to flex material. I was lower on him than most people to begin the season, but you still need to be uh, leery of this. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavialoa has fractured ribs and will most likely miss multiple weeks in Miami. Jacoby Brissett, of course, will be behind center for the Miami Dolphins. I don't know that you're going to downgrade anybody. Tua wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. Um, Parker is a wide receiver three at best, I would think. Um, You want to start Jalen Waddell because he is an electric player. I talked about... um, 
Miles Gaskin and my disappointment. He's uh, he's been a sit for me for the last couple of weeks, and I know Will Fuller's coming back, and we're hearing a lot of hype around that. Please, with Will Fuller, let let let's pipe down. Um, yeah, I, I, Deshaun Watson was throwing the football to Fuller when he blew up last year. There's always something surrounding this guy. I I have him on one of my teams. He's on my bench. I'm certainly not starting him, and I don't think he's going to have an incredible season. So, yeah, enough of that. We'll move on to Dalvin Cook, who is apparently dealing with an ankle injury and not practicing. Mike Zimmer has been steadfast that Cook will play this Sunday. Uh, I would start warming up Alexander Madison just in case if you happen to have him um, or if he's on the waiver wire by some stretch of the imagination in your league, pick him up. Alexander Madison should be rostered in 100% of leagues. And if you're the Dalvin Cook owner and you don't have him handcuffed to Cook, shame on you because he is arguably, outside of of, uh, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison is the best handcuff to have in the league. Antonio Brown placed in the league's COVID protocol after testing positive for the virus. Now he's been vaccinated, so it's possible he can play this weekend. However, the likelihood of him testing negative twice after just testing positive is very slim. I would say, uh, I would say move off of him if you have him in your flex position or thinking about starting him. Elijah Mitchell a.k.a. Fool's Gold from last week, has missed practice this week so far. Trey Sermon has practiced, although at a limited capacity, as he is in the concussion protocol. Jamichael Hasty, however, with his ankle injury, is not practicing. That uh, San Francisco backfield's an absolute disaster. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show when we talk about uh, beating the waiver wire and certain things like that. Amari Cooper is practicing on a limited basis. We're going to have to wait and see if he does suit up and play on Sunday. Derek Carr practicing should play on Sunday. Uh, Josh Jacobs not practicing, and I would be shocked if he suits up against the Dolphins. Deontay Johnson looks to have avoided serious injury and is questionable for Sunday's game. We're going to have to monitor that as the week progresses. And, of course, I will update this and all the injuries one last time on Saturday morning. Ben Roethlisberger dealing with a pectoral injury, which might affect his ability to throw the ball downfield if age isn't already affecting it. Uh, Ben hasn't looked good, guys, and you know I'm a Steeler guy, but I've never been a Steeler homer when it comes to that, and I certainly am not going to be an apologist here. Um, He doesn't look good. It could be because of the injury. It could be because of age. It could be both of these things. It is something to keep an eye on when assessing not only his value, but the value of all the pass catchers for the Steelers. Najee Harris is primed and ready to go. I think he'll have a big game on uh, Sunday. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one running at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Rob and company have all the tools that you need to set your business up for success. You can find samples of their custom work on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Whether it's a new site from scratch, upgrades to an old website, or custom artwork such as the banners or logos that I have for this podcast, Bove Design has got you covered. Make sure you check out their work on Instagram and hit Rob the owner up for a quote. That's bove.design, B-O-V-E dot design. You and your business will be happy that you did. 
In a perfect world, everyone who is listening has won both of their games in all of their leagues and no questions about their lineup. All players are healthy. That's just not the reality we live in. I personally have three teams that have started 0-2. A lot of the other experts that I interact with, some of them uh, you know, very famous handicappers in the fantasy industry, have 0-2 teams. It happens to everybody. I cannot tell you how many times I have won a fantasy football championship after losing the first two games. So the reason I'm going into all of that is you. the key to that is not to panic. We're going to talk about several things that you can do now if you started at 0-2 that might help you right the ship here. And the first thing is not to cut a struggling superstar too soon. Now, this sounds like a no-brainer. I mean, obviously, you're not going to cut a struggling Christian McCaffrey, but Ezekiel Elliott, I've heard, should you cut? I've heard, should you cut Jonathan Taylor? No, you don't cut either of these guys. Two weeks is not long enough, obviously, to determine if a star player will be of no value. Now, both of those players I just mentioned have value. Zeke is coming off of a 17-point week. Jonathan Taylor is heavily involved. A better example of this would be Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was a was a, a wide receiver who was going in, say, the fifth round or so, and he was arguably the number one guy for San Francisco. He has literally done nothing over two games. And given the situation and, and Kyle Shanahan's remarks, we don't know that Ayuk will be of any value over the course of the season. However... His talent suggests that he will rebound. you got to take into account the running situation there in um, in San Francisco. It is getting worse by the second. So uh, if they have their 2-0, they, they have aspirations of winning the division and possibly returning to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to uh, fire up Ayuk at some time. So you don't want to cut him. Yes, he takes up space on your bench. Unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be for now. Um, the same to a lesser degree, can be said of James Robinson for the Jaguars. A disappointing week one, a better week two, but still he hasn't done enough to where he's he's barely startable at this point. But you need to hold these players because of the opportunity. Robinson is better than Carlos Hyde. He's better than any other running back in the Jacksonville system. And while the Jags may not be a good team, he figures to get a lot of a lot of use. I've dropped players in the past. This is how I've learned not to do this. I've dropped them in the past only to have somebody else in my league pick them up and use them against me. Trust me, that sucks. That is a a shitty feeling to have. You don't want to do that. So make sure you don't drop a star player too soon as they can still have some value. Now piggybacking on number one, watch out for trade vultures. The other day I talked about buy low candidates on the podcast and players, obviously, who have underperformed and you might be able to acquire them on the cheap. Now, if you are 0-2, you are a prime candidate for uh, low ball offers from people in your league for superstar players. And in many cases, you'll be offered multiple players in return. You know, a lower end running back, possibly a wide receiver, and maybe even a DST just thrown in for for better measure for your Ezekiel Elliott or your Jonathan Taylor or possibly your Joe Mixon or even your Najee Harris. Those are players you want to hold on to even if they're not performing up to par. Aaron Jones, if he didn't have such a blow-up game this week, would be a great example of that as well. These are players you don't want to let go, not unless you're getting 
equal or better value in return. Now, obviously, nobody's going to make you a trade offer for better value to better yourself, but you need to counter that trade. Don't fall victim to this. You need to be on the lookout for it. What looks good on paper may not be long-term. Do your research when you get these these offers before you accept, and obviously decline them if they don't uh, if they don't suit your needs. Now that you've held on to your star players and you've avoided these foolish trades, it's time to take a long, hard look at your roster. I've said many times that you don't need backups at any position other than running back and wide receiver. It's only taking up space. It's great to have a backup quarterback, but what does that do for you if you can't start them? If you're in a super flex league or a two-quarterback league, I get it, but you don't need that backup quarterback. Stream someone on the bye. Same for a tight end. There's no reason to have those players there. Running back and wide receiver are the volatile positions. They're the ones that you should stock up. So during the off-peak waiver period, which typically runs Wednesday through Sunday in most leagues, Sunday morning, of course, before kickoff, you can pick up players and have them on your roster immediately. There's no waiver required, no priority, in a lot of cases, no fab. So I would go ahead and do that. Look for wide receivers and running backs uh, and stock your bench you may be surprised with some of the players you'll find because when the waivers run, people have to get rid of players. And a lot of times, if they're holding on to somebody that could... Alexander Madison is, is, a, is a perfect example of this. And uh, last week, right before... Uh, it was right before the Sunday kickoffs, somebody dropped Madison in one of my leagues. Now, they had no way of knowing that Dalvin Cook would get hobbled in that game, but I'm sure they were kicking their, themselves for doing that. And they're not even the Dalvin Cook owner. When you see stuff like that happen, and somebody like Madison is out there, I mentioned he should be rostered in every league, pick him up. So keep watching your league, keep watching the activity, see who gets dropped, and if you're able to pick them up and put them on your roster, do so. Also, as a caveat to this, I mentioned this on the last podcast, I'll mention it now, Jeff Wilson Jr., is a prime example of this. We talk about San Francisco and the running game being such a disaster. Well, Jeff Wilson Jr. is out there, and if you have an IR spot or a deep bench, pick him up and stash him. I believe when he comes back, week six, week seven, whenever that is, he will have a role in this offense. And if Mitchell is hurt or not or ineffective, and if Jamichael Hasty is still out, and we still don't know what the deal is with Trey Sermon, we already know Mostert is out, Wilson could be a league winner for you down the stretch. These are the type of things you need to do and, and look out for. So uh, pick up an IR person. If somebody dropped Jarvis Landry, pick him up and throw him on your IR spot or in, in, on your bench. If for any reason somebody drops uh, Michael Thomas, now that's probably not going to happen, but they may not have bench room for him. He's... He's not coming back. He, he, if you don't have an IR spot, that's something you can pick up and, and stash. So you want stash candidates here. Keep your eye on the waiver wire. There are gems that you can find. Now you want to look for some buy-low candidates for your own team. While you want to avoid being poached by your league mates, there's no reason that you can't make offers for some star players yourself. Take a look at your team and try to package two or three players and land that superstar. I'll bring Zeke up. In fact, let's bring up uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris, yeah, he came off of a good game in PPR. But if, if you're in a standard league, maybe the Najee owner is looking to get rid of him. Maybe you have 
two or three wide, uh, a couple of wide receivers or a wide receiver and a lesser running back you can package together and get Najee Harris. I believe that with Ben getting older and not looking so good, they're going to rely more on Harris moving forward. I think he's going to have a really good year. CEH is another candidate in Kansas City that you probably can get super cheap. You can probably package Marquise Brown and Miles Gaskin maybe for CEH. I don't think Gaskin's going to have a really good year, guys, um, as much as I liked him. So just just some examples for you there. Now at number five, you want to play the matchups for DSTs. Now while most people will tell you that DSTs are, are useless, they are part of your roster, and the reality is that the points they accrue count in your weekly matchups. So keep your eye on your team. If you have a DST that's only getting you one or two points, that's like having a running back in your lineup that, that's uh, a bust every single week. Matchups is a good way for you to counterbalance any guys in your lineup like a flex or a low-end wide receiver that might not be cutting the mustard week in and week out. Example here is the the Rams, right? You have the Rams defense, and while they're a better defense than most in the NFL, we'll compare them with the Las Vegas Raiders here. The Rams are a better defense than the Raiders for football, but L.A. plays Brady and the high-powered Bucks this week while Vegas is going up against a backup quarterback for the Dolphins. This is the type of strategy that if you do take it, make sure you don't drop the Rams because the Rams do have a great schedule moving forward, but you need points now, and Vegas is primed and ready for a good week. Arizona's another defense I picked up this week as they go against Jacksonville. So streaming defenses is a good way to pick up points each week, and it might sneak you out a win, which you desperately need. Number six, look for solid flex players with high floors. Even if the ceiling is kind of capped, Jarvis Landry is a good example of that, even though he's on IR, but I'll give you another example in a minute. Because at 0-2, it is not time for you guys to try for that home run play. It's great to grab a guy that you can put on your, that, that's a boomer bust. It'll feel great if it hits, but these type of players nearly always tend to bust. The home run doesn't happen every single day, and you're not desperate yet. You're 0-2. 0-2 is not desperation. It's time to have a cool, calm head and take baby steps to getting back into things. Look for slot receivers on teams that like to pass so you can get maybe 10 to 12 points or if they get in the end zone, 16 to 18. Cole Beasley, that's a prime example of a guy you're looking for. He's going to get a lot of targets, possibly a lot of... Um, yeah, he's going to get a lot of targets, and, and like I said, if he gets in the end zone, a, a decent amount of points for you. And a lot of times he can deliver wide receiver two value more often than not, honestly. You're going to hear people say over and over again, this isn't how you win your leagues. And you're not trying to win your league in one week. You need a win. You're trying to win this game and take a step-by-step approach, game-by-game approach to getting back into uh, winning your league. So in a nutshell, panic and overreaction will just torpedo your chances for success and you're, you're going to be frustrated. In, two, uh, in 2018, I won a championship after starting 0-4 and 1-5. and So I know it can be done. I've seen people do it. Chris Henderson, I don't know if he won a championship in the League of Goons several years ago, but I know he got to the playoffs after starting 0-5. So it's all about continuing the process, guys. Don't give up. 
It's very easy to say, throw your shoulders up and say, you know what, I, the, my team stinks. Not necessarily. There are always opportunities, especially if you play that waiver wire, do the ad drop, and, and play the matchups. Superstars will be superstars, but they will have some uh, off games. You can't panic and bench them or, God forbid, drop them. All right, guys, so we're going to finish up by previewing tonight's game. It's the Thursday night game, Carolina and the Houston Texans. The Panthers favored by eight, and the over is 43 points. Houston comes in with a 1-1 one one record. They've beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they fell short of upsetting the Browns last week. Tyrod Taylor, had he not gotten hurt, they may have come through, and we'd be talking about them as one of the few undefeated teams, <laughs> albeit at 2-0, in the NFL. As it stands, they're tied for first with the um, Titans. Tyrod Taylor is on IR, so we are stuck here with uh, Davis Mills. Brandon Cooks was targeted on 50% of Mills' pass attempts last week, so he is startable here in the wide receiver three and flex territory. There is not anybody else on this team that you want. Of note, Mark Ingram has gotten 40 rush attempts over the course of the last two games. He could be a sneaky streamer for you, but you're not feeling good about it, especially on Thursday. For the Panthers... They offer much more value here. You're obviously starting CMC as a running back one. DJ Moore, borderline wide receiver one. I don't even know if he's borderline. He's a solid option for you. A top 15, if not a top 12 wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, I don't think he's much more than a flex here. You have to see him get more targets to feel better about him. But the Panthers DST is a solid streaming option here against the Houston offense, which should not be very good. Uh, with Davis Mills still learning. Sam Darnold, on the other hand, is a desperation streamer for the time being, and I don't think you want either tight end out of this game. I expect Carolina to cover tonight, 27-17. to They should beat the over by one point. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today's podcast. I will be back tomorrow and then again on Saturday with the updated injury report. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Once again, your support has been awesome. Uh, make sure you hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll with any questions that you have or email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Make sure you guys keep doing everything that you can do to completely annihilate your competition. See you tomorrow. Never look again today When you reach your blue